Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NFL show. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. Look, we are so excited to be back here and joining you. Uh, My name is Dan Frost, and as always, supported by the best panel in the business. Bit of a slow start from us in terms of panel members tonight. Uh, It's just myself and Alex, but we are very much excited to uh, to get into the NFL. Uh, Alex, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about your break. Did you have a good, uh, yeah, well, a great little time away? Yeah, happy new year too, and the, all the listeners. Yeah, it was good. It was good to take a little bit of a break and, and and kind of everything kind of after lockdown went full speed. So it's kind of nice to have that little bit of a break. Didn't do much, hung out with some of the family. But uh, yeah, the dog and I just kind of hung out at home and we watched a lot of football. And uh, do- and dodged some COVID. So uh, <laughs> yeah, look, to, to all our listeners out there, I hope, you, hope you're safe. Uh, obviously, there's some weird things happening out there. But to your point, Alex, we have some... Well, this is this is our favourite time of the year. We have plenty of football to keep us uh, occupied at the moment. And uh, well, let's start off with our uh, listener question off the top, and it is who was who was the most impressive team in the lead up to the playoffs? What's your thoughts on that one? I think for me, it's got to be the Bengals, just because Joe Burrow's and Jamar Chase. I mean, Joe Burrow's having that over five hundred passing yard game a couple weeks back was just phenomenal. Jamar Chase to have fourteen hundred yards you know, as a rookie is insane. So I think that formula of old college, you know, teammates, it's kind of working for the Bengals a little bit, but also they haven't been hit with a lot of injuries. They haven't been hit with a lot of COVID. There was a great, great quote from Joe Burrows where he's like, Hey, there's not much to do in Cincy. So like, we're not, we're not getting out. We're not doing much. So they're not getting COVID, which I think has been why they've been so successful, both offensively and defensively, because they haven't had the same kind of impact. I don't think as all the other teams. And I think that's what's made it such an even playing field going into the playoffs. Cause normally you can sit here going to playoffs and going, Oh, New England are going to win. Oh, the chiefs are going to win. Oh, the bucks are going to win. So the fact that you, I can sit here, you know, with the playoffs starting next week going, I have no idea who is going to like host that Super Bowl because it's just, it's, it's too hard to tell. Yeah. And look, I'm the first one to, I guess, pat myself on the back if I get something right. But when it comes to Cincinnati football, I was completely and utterly wrong, uh, basically on everything. You know, when you think about Joe Burrow, my reservation with him was it was one year of productivity, you know, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know, but, you know, if you look back on it, it was the most historic college football season from any quarterback. So I guess there's a, there's a few leads there, but then, you know, you think about some of the adversity that he's already faced. I mean, Cincinnati, you've got a cheap owner, nothing but mediocrity from this football team. They've already burnt, you know, quite a few talented quarterbacks in the past as well. And then he goes out and blows out his ACL. So the fact that he's been able to bounce back and, you know, the other thing that's completely shocked me is his drafting ability as well. You know, he obviously, you know, he rallied hard for his uh, wide receiver teammate there, Jamar Chase. And Alex, you heard what I said. I said, they're crazy. They need Penae Sewell to protect um, Joe from another knee injury. I was completely wrong. And uh, look, it's just great to see another another franchise that's lifted themselves up. Uh, most impressive team in the lead-up to the playoffs. Look, for me, it's got to be Green Bay. Um, look, you know, let's forget about Week 18. Uh, you know, there's obviously, you know, it's, it's basically a half preseason 
um, I guess, set of games besides, uh, you know, the Raiders and uh, and obviously the Chargers, which we can talk about um, later on. But look, for me, Green Bay, they've been the most uh, consistent team and they, they've done it a little bit differently. You know, this isn't the... This isn't the, the powerhouse offense led by Rodgers that we're sort of accustomed to over the last few years. You know, they, they've, they have been in some really tight contests, and I just feel like they're a little bit more balanced this year. Uh, they rely heavily on their defense. Uh, their running game is absolutely spectacular. And then, yeah, a little guy by the name of Devontae Adams has certainly skyrocketed to being the number one wide receiver in the game. So, look, very impressed by Green Bay and you know, to be honest, it's hard to see. Um, yeah, look, it's hard to see who's going to compete with them. And Alex, you just wanted to give another shout out to the first seed in the AFC because, again, you talk about a team that's overcome some adversity. Uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, Titans. Who knew? You know, when we're sitting at the first off, who knew when we were sitting at the beginning of the season and the the Packers lost to the Saints and only scored three points in that game, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, it's not going to happen. They're bad. They're what this." And I was like, "It's just week one." Like, everyone relax, you know, and they kind of bounce back and kind of prove everybody wrong. So, good for that. Good for Aaron Rodgers if this is the last season with the Packers, going out in style like he should. Um, But, yeah, Titans, especially with their run game go out, with Henry to go out like he did and to be kind of getting healthy for the playoffs. I think it was great for them to get that first spot. It gives them a bye. It gives them another week so they can, you know, get those players that haven't been quite as healthy and haven't had as much time like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and Henry, you know, it kind of just – in the realm so they can get fit and healthy and ready for the playoffs. So I think this buy is going to do really well for them. All right, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, <laughs> went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, we made it. Uh, it is playoff football time, and we could not be more excited. Uh, let's jump into a couple of uh, feature games, and the first one in the wild card playoffs is the Cincinnati Bengals coming up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, obviously, a big uh, clash there in the AFC. The Bengals are clinching the fourth seed, the Raiders clinching the fifth seed in dramatic circumstances. Let's flip this around a little bit and start with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Alex, good luck with this. We could talk about the Raiders for 30 minutes uh, nonstop. It has been, well, it's been a season to uh, to remember. Yeah, this has been, and I'm not surprised they made the playoffs, right, because they started off so strong with those overtime wins, those close wins beginning of the season. I think they went 3-0 and to start their season, which was a strong start for them. Um, and then to kind of go through just like that downward spiral of all the adversity off the field, everything they had to go through, you know, it, you know, change in head coach. And I think what's interesting is like, this is the first time in Super Bowl era where an interim coach has made the playoffs. So not only is that great for the Raiders, but that's great for maybe potential coaching position for next year, right? Like if he takes you to the playoffs, you might as well just keep him. So, but got to give props to Derek Carr. Because he has been kind of that glue and that solid player it for me personally, for the Raiders in their games this whole season, right? He's been that player that's been able to get him down the field, get him in scoring position. I do think their defense needs to step up a little bit more. However, they're like the team of overtime. Out of the last 12 overtime games I've had, they've won 11. So if you're going to go in overtime, I wouldn't be facing the Raiders. No, that's exactly right. They're just known to uh... – not just be in close games, but win them. Their, their record is uh, is absolutely incredible. And can we stop with uh, is Derek Carr a good 
player. You know, I guess you know, uh, Alex. We you know we've been pretty consistent on this. We think he's a he's a great you know, high quality player. We have for quite a few seasons, but there was still the doubters out there, and fair enough because he hasn't sort of really shown what he's capable of. You know, from from a playoffs perspective. So this is a really big opportunity for Derek Carr. But, you know, if we think about some of the negatives that are out there for him, he really is up against it, but he has been the entire season. You know, for me, the loss of uh, loss of, of his wide receiver, obviously we don't have to go down that, but, you know, he's going to be spending a lot of time in jail. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a big, uh, you know, Henry Ruggs, that's a huge out for him. But, you know, when you think about some of the, some of the players that are performing there at the moment, Zay Jones as well as you know, Hunter Renfro, just makes it really, really challenging. But for me, Alex... You've got to say that Darren Waller really needs to step up in the playoffs. Um, it's hard to say you've been we've been disappointed in him because you know injuries are one thing, availability's really been his issue. But Waller's the key, right, when it comes to this game for the Raiders. Yeah, definitely. I think they really need to look for him, and he just needs to play better football. I think it comes down to that when you're when you're kind of watching the game against the Chargers and listening to the game against the Chargers. Yes, it's unfortunate to have injury and to be unavailable, but he just needs to step up. He needs to be a better player for them, and he needs to be consistent. He had a play against the Chargers where he had the ball he had the ball in his hands, and he was too eager to get upfield, and he dropped it. And he is a player that if the Raiders won't have any chance of being the Bengals, he needs to be consistent, and he needs to just go back to basics, catch ball first, then go upfield. Because I think he's just trying to play, you know – He's trying to get that first down. He's trying to get the field, and that's great, but he's missing the important part of actually catching the ball, and you kind of need that to be able to get your first down. Yeah, and no, I just think it's a really important playoffs for him because at the start of the season, he was competing with, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey and Kittle. You know, he was sort of seen as that third tight end, you know, and, and now after the season that Mark Andrews has had at Baltimore, you know, he, he's gone right up there, and, you know, he, he's, he's, starting to, he's starting to fall away a little bit, Waller. Um, so, yeah, big, important game for him. And then just quickly touching on a couple of other players, uh, Alex, they found their running game. Josh Jacobs. It's hard to really, it's hard to really pinpoint Josh because you know, obviously, uh, you know, extremely talented player, but has you know been quite inconsistent. You know, I, I guess for me, you know, where I come to with Josh Jacobs is I can't necessarily blame him. You know, there's a lot of challenges in and around the offensive line, but the important thing is for Raiders fans that he has found form right at the right time. And, you know, again, you know, when you're thinking about ways in which we can take pressure off Derek Carr, really important, again, that, that Jacobs performs in this one. Yeah, 100%. And I think Jacobs showed his strength kind of in this past game against the Chargers. Um, but what's great about him is I think they need to get him out on the edge a bit more. I think running him through the gap and trying to run through that line just isn't going to work, especially against the Bengals. The line just isn't quite there for the Raiders, and especially as the game goes on, that that window to kind of bust through those A gaps or those B gaps, they just don't fit there. So I think he either needs to be utilized in wheel routes, keep using him as like you can use him as a running back or use him as like a wide receiver if you you know need a little short route, but run him outside, give him the space to run because when he's got the speed, he is as he showed against the Chargers, he's a hard guy to bring down. And even with the rib injury, that he's still trucking through two or three tackles. So get him out on the edge. And let him run. Yeah, absolutely. Going to be going to be very very important. And speaking of that, uh, when it comes to, I guess you know facing off against the Bengals, and we'll get to them shortly. One of the important sides of the football is the defensive side. Alex, it is going to be challenging for the Raiders, no doubt. This is going to be an offensive powerhouse. Uh, very very few teams have been able to slow up Cincinnati this year. But one player that is more than capable of making a bit of a dent and a bit of an impact is Max Crosby. 
there's plenty of time in the offseason to talk about some of this kooky drafting that's been going on, uh, going on in this franchise. But, you know, picking up Crosby late in, late in the draft, he has been, well, he's been sensational this season again. And, yeah, what an outstanding player and certainly a leader now on the defense. Yeah, definitely. I think he's a great player for that Raiders defense. He just kind of embodies that Raiders personality. You know, when you kind of just see him on the sideline, you hear him in press conferences, he just embodies that, right? And I think that's why the Raiders love him and the franchise love him, and he's just a great player to watch. He's such a humble player to watch, too, like when you listen to him talk. But his work speaks for itself. I think when you watch him on the field – um, you know, he's he's trying to get in there. He's trying to get in those sacks. He's trying to get – he's trying to be that leader on defense. I think the one thing that the Raiders struggle with is that they need someone to support him. He can't be the only guy that's hustling his guts out to try and get to that ball or make that stop. It's got to be every single player. And I think they showed that against the Chargers because – I think the Raiders are scary when they're do or die. I think that's the best time to be a Raiders player because when they play with that do or die mentality, as they did against the Chargers, right? You lose, you're out, you go home. Your season's done. Okay. So they were playing in that mindset and it's playoffs. It's you lose, you go home. So I think this is going to work in the Raiders favor, especially their defense. Cause when their defense is in that men- mindset and mentality, they're very different. They did have two sacks against the Chargers, six tackles for a loss and two interceptions, but I also got to hand it out to their kicking. Correct. Cause they're like, that is going to come. I think the playoffs are going to come down to kicks. And if you have got guys that can be consistent like the Raiders do, then props to them on that one. Yeah, no, great to see them in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, they certainly have a, an, an unbelievable global uh, fan base behind them. So everyone's going to be pretty excited. Now, not to put a dampener on all things Las Vegas Raiders, but, Alex, they are coming up against some football team. And, again, it, it's difficult for me to get out those words. Cincinnati Bengals, one of the heavyweights in the competition. All right, let's strip it back and talk about the, their offense because, I mean, where do we start? It is spectacular. Yeah, I, I the Bengals offense is great, especially for an offense that is young. Like when you think about like rookie, second year quarterbacks, first year receivers, you kind of go, all right, there's going to be growing pains. There was no, okay, preseason was probably Jamar Chase's growing pains. And everyone was like, oh no, what did we do when he was dropping all those catches? And now he's caught for over 1,400 yards. You know, he's up for rookie of the year and rightly so, rightly deserves. And that that, that relationship that he has with Jamar Chase is insane. But I f- he's such a hard player to guard, too. He's just so quick. You know, even when he stops starts or he breaks down on the route, he's you just lose him. And I think secondaries are going to be – I think the Raiders secondary are going to struggle to contain him, A, because of his speed, and B, just because he – can grab pretty much anything and it doesn't matter you know what's going on if you see um Burrow's kind of rolling out of the pocket and he's under pressure and he just chucks it up he knows that Jamar Chase is down there somewhere so it's, it, it's just it's so challenging uh for the defense because you're exactly right Joe has said that you know regardless of the coverage regardless of how covered Jamar is whether whether there's one defenders, two defenders, three defenders, He is he's going to go to him and he is going to believe in his wide receiver to come down and make that play. And that is just that, that is just crazy to think out of a rookie straight out of college that he's able to have such an impact on the game. And, and I guess what that does, it does open up the rest of the offense because while Jamari is getting so much attention from a defensive perspective, there are other players on this team that are absolutely thriving. You think about T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, CJ Uzma, um, as well as Joe Mixon, who's having another great season. Um, again, th- this this is going to be very, very interesting when it comes to the Bengals 
All right, Alex, uh, again, and we can never sit on the fence when it comes to these games. This is a big, uh, our first wild card uh, preview. Who are you predicting in this one? Uh, Bengals v Raiders. I think the Bengals are going to edge out, although I think they may have a bit of rust. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Raiders edge out and start strong because I think some of the resting is what's going to maybe hinder the Bengals a little bit going to the playoffs. Um, so I think for the players that they rested in limited kind of time for Jamar Chase, I think they're going to have to build back up there and it might take a bit, but I do see them pulling out the win at the end. Yeah. Look for me, I've got to go with the Bengals, uh, as well. And for the punters out there, tip the over because this is going to be a high scoring affair. There won't be too much defense played here. Um, they're just going to, they're going to uh, go for it. And look, to be honest, I, I think any game with the Raiders at the moment is going to go to the fourth quarter, uh, late into the fourth quarter. So I think it's going to be close, high scoring, but um, yeah, look, the way Joe Burrows is playing at the moment, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, he would be a shoe in for MVP this season. All right, Alex, let's jump through to our next uh, our next feature game and uh, another spectacular clash as we see the LA Rams coming up against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, another big clash in the NFC. Rams picking up the fourth seed with a record of 12 and 5, coming up against Cardinals who got the fifth seed, 11 and 6. Uh, let's start off with the Arizona Cardinals because. You know, I guess there'd be very few people out there that would have predicted that they were going to be, again, one of the powerhouses in the competition in the preseason. But they've had a very, well, a very different uh, season. Yeah, I think consistency is a big thing for them. I think, I don't know why they struggle so much at home. They're 8-0 and on the road. And you were looking at the team that started 10 and started 7-0 and and then went 10-2. and You wouldn't think that they would have dropped to the fifth seed come playoff time. Um, So I think consistency is a big one for them. Uh, I do like the fact that JJ Watt is a potential to come back for the playoffs. I think that's going to be a huge addition to their um, rush uh, game as far as their rush defense. Um, I do like Zach Ertz. I think that was an excellent pickup because he is that third down man that Kyler Murray likes to go to. And he consistently gets that third down for them. Um, it, it showed in their last game against the Seahawks, he had 84 yards at seven attempts. You know, he, he's that guy that they're going to just consist, but the big thing for them is just consistency. It's consistency on offense, the secondary and the O-line need kind of minor improvements or major improvements, I guess, but they don't have the time to be able to do that. Um, you need a healthy running back room. You can't just have Kyler Amari just doing it all. Cause I think that's going to be an issue for them. So I, yeah, for me, their big thing going into the playoffs is just consistency. Keep yeah, it consistent. And, no, it's a really good point. And I, and I think a lot of it comes back to, I guess, the inexperience of their quarterback, Kyler Murray. You know, you think about him as a pure uh, as a pure QB in terms of his talent, outstanding, you know, and, and very, very different. You know, he's obviously a, a run-first player, um, you know, a little bit different to the, the Lamar Jacksons of the world because Kyler, I've, I've, I've said it quite a few times, he is the fastest athlete on the field regardless of position, so he's so dynamic. I think, you know, one of the things that Kyler's had to do is he's had to run less to kind of, I guess, you know, uh, protect himself throughout the regular season and avoid some of those injuries because he has been so injury-prone. Training wheels, training wheels are off when it comes to the playoffs. You know, if Kyler feels most comfortable getting out of the pocket, running, moving this offense forward, um, you know, I, th- I think that's something they've really got to look to here. And I think the running game is going to be really, really important for the Cardinals. Um, 
uh, as you mentioned, uh, they have been able to sort of get that moving in recent weeks. But, um, you know, and another little sort of challenge for the Cardinals is, again, you know, they've just sort of struggled quite a lot since the injury to DeAndre Hopkins. was a bit of a serious knee injury. It's going to be very interesting to see when he comes back, if he comes back at all during the playoffs. But um, talk about consistency. I think all roads lead back to Kyler Murray. Going to be really interesting to see how he performs. All right, Alex, let's turn it over to Hollywood, the Hollywood LA Rams, because, you know, I guess they've just been such an interesting tabloid story throughout the season because they just stack their team with stars. They forget about the draft. And, you know, it's just a bit of an interesting science experiment to see whether, you know, if you stack your team with stars, can you go on and win a Super Bowl? I think you can. Well, I think you have the potential to, right? They haven't done it yet, so we can't say can. Can might be a bit presumptuous, so I'll take that back. Um, I think there's possibility there. Um, But I think it's fun when you kind of look at Odo Beckham Jr. and you look at the stars they do have. But a guy who's a star rightfully on his own without any kind of major taglines is Cooper Cup. Like, he is just a phenomenal player. And, you know, to be able to get that kind of three crown in receiving yards and touchdowns and, and, and I can't remember what the third one is, but whatever the third stat is, it gets you the three crown. Um, to have a player like that who consistently, consistently puts up big numbers for you and is a guaranteed target for Stafford, I think that is going to be the difference. I and think uh, the Cardinals are going to struggle a little bit against him. And Alex, don't we, don't we often forget that, you know, players get better? You know what I mean? Like you look at a guy like Cooper Cup and and could you imagine three, four years ago, we would be sitting here saying that, you know, one of the key players in this game is going to be this white receiver, Cooper Cooper Cup. I mean, he came from modest beginnings, um, but you're right. He has absolutely exploded this season. And, uh, you know, you've got to think that it has a little bit to do with his quarterback. And let's touch on that a little bit. Um, Alex, bit of a controversial trade, really an all-in situation. Um, Sean McVay, you know, the whiz kid, he did everything he could with uh, Jared Goff. But at the end of the day, um, there just wasn't enough production there when it comes to touchdowns and really moving this offense. He's gone all in on Matt Stafford. How would you grade his first season there in LA? I mean, they're in the playoffs and, and I guess, you know, we can probably revisit this question in a week's time, but um, yeah, what's your thoughts on, on Matt's season so far? I think he's done well at, at, at the Rams. I think again, some growing pains through that. But what I do like is that when you kind of look at Stafford is that he's trying to hit multiple players. So when Aldo, when Beckham Jr. came in, he was trying to utilize him. I think that is a player that they need in the red zone when they get down to the red zone. Definitely look to bring in Aldo Beckham Jr. I think that's a strong suit for him. And we've seen that in the previous games leading up to the playoffs, Stafford going him in the red zone and just kind of going up the field. It's interesting to see Stafford play this season with the Rams because he seems to have players for certain scenarios, right? When he wants to gain yards, it's Cooper Cup. When he wants, when he's in that red zone, it's Odell Beckham Jr. When he's kind of, kind of, fig- if, you know, Cup isn't really, you know, doing it well, then he's kind of looking for Higby or he's looking for Jefferson. So he's got, he's got multiple players he can use, which I don't think he had when he was playing on his previous team. He just didn't have the variety that he has now. And I think this is why he's probably having a better season and why he looks a little bit better is because he has those players that will consistently catch the ball for him. Now he still makes some interesting errors. You see some of the balls he throws up and you're like, Ooh, under pressure. He's not good. When he's got time, he's not bad, but under pressure. And when he just has to throw it up in the air, I don't know. That, that interception to me against the 49ers shouldn't have happened at the end. 
you're being very nice to, to I and, and I mean, you think about it, you know, like you, pure arm talent, you know, this guy just should be, you know, absolutely one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, he got a pass for a lot of years because, hey, who can perform in Detroit, right? So this was really his opportunity to come out and say, look, I am that premier quarterback. Uh, but again, he just has these these brain snaps. He, he does have the ability to certainly shit the bed. And the question is, and what everyone is waiting for, nervous about, especially if you're a Ram supporter, is will he do it on the biggest stage at the wrong time? So, you know, I, I do believe that Stafford will turn the ball over in this game. And will that be the difference? Will that give uh, the Cardinals an opportunity there? All right, Alex, let's, uh, let's do our NFC prediction for this one. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? I think this one's going to go into overtime. I just, I don't know who to pick for this one. I've looked at it a couple of times since they announced it. I just, I can't figure it out. I think what's interesting is that the 49ers loss was Sean McVay's first loss when he was leading at halftime in his career. So go in leading at halftime. I got the Rams just because I think with some of the talent they have on there who have already been part of championship teams on their defense and their offense I think they may have that experience in the playoffs that Arizona maybe might not have yeah look I hate to agree with you uh but I've got to do it I'm going to go the LA Rams with not a lot of confidence though and not for the reason that you think not because of Stafford I think the key the key thing here for the Rams is their ability to run the ball they are so lucky they are so fortunate to get Cam Akers back from injury. I mean, that is, you know, and you think about him, you know, does he have enough uh, reps under his belt to really hit hit form? He has to deliver, and it's a lot of pressure. But if Cam Akers can run the ball in this game, we've already seen their second running back, Sony Michelle, from the mighty New England Patriots. Uh, we, we traded that one away. Look, if they can run the ball, I think that'll take enough pressure off Matt Stafford for him, to, for him to be able to do what he needs to do. But again, not a lot of confidence. Again, this is going to be another close game, and, uh, you know, just a great way to, uh, to kick off the kick off the playoffs. All right, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so okay. oh my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Okay, Alex, four more playoff games uh, to round out the week. Uh, you're going to take the AFC. Uh, yeah, take it away. Yeah, I got Pittsburgh versus the Chiefs. I think another thing, consistency for the Chiefs, right? Because they just had that middle pack of the season where they just were not playing to their ability. And again, I think Pittsburgh is going to be in that scenario where it's do or die, right? This is Ben Roethlisberger's last dance. You know, this is could be his last game. I think that I think that might kind of toy with his head a bit, like going into these games knowing this is my last game. This is my last, you know, game in the Pittsburgh Jersey. And I don't, I I just don't know whether he's just, whether that's going to be too emotional for him to be able to, to uh, complete what he needs to do to get past the chiefs. And I think the chiefs had kind of peaked and fixed what they needed to fix at the right time going into the playoffs. Um, I don't think it'd be like a blowout from the chiefs perspective, but I think the chiefs might have a little bit, of a better run game, but then you've got TJ Watt on the other side of the ball who's just 22.5 sacks this season. So like most of these games, I don't know. I just I can't pick it. I am maybe gonna edge out the Chiefs just. Alex, just. I'm I'm gonna go with you there. I, I think um 
I think it's interesting. You know, you think about some of the risks that were taken in Week 18 playing your starters. Tyreek Hill and uh, uh, and Kelsey, you know, were limping, you know, to finish that game, which is obviously a bit of a worry. But, look, Big Ben, I love him. I'm going to try and be nice, given it's his, his, probably his last game. But he's, uh, he's certainly, um, yeah, half retired. He, he's really obviously struggling. And, and you think about where, where the Chiefs are vulnerable. It's their secondary. Their, their secondary... Sometimes you just wonder whether they're on the same page as their DC, and it's just whether Big Ben will be able to expose that. Um, again, th- this entire game is going to be on the back of Najee Harris, so uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. All right, so we both got the Chiefs there. Um, yeah, take us away to your next AFC game. Patriots Bills. I think the Bills are going to come in and win this one. I know that the Pats have already beaten the Bills in the regular season. I just don't think that the Apart from Bill Belichick, I just don't think they have the experience with Mac Jones as far as kind of playoffs go. So I think he might kind of suffer a bit on that big stage, playoffs, go home, you know, win or lose, go home, win and stay. So I think the Bills have a little bit more um, tools in their repertoire to be able to win. Um, And I just think they're a little bit more – probably experienced in the playoffs than probably Mac Jones and his New England Patriots right now. Alex, I want to defend my team in the playoffs. I really, (laughs) really want to defend my team. But I guess the challenge that I see is that uh, the Patriots – cannot fall behind. That's their biggest challenge at the moment. So, um, you know, I I guess that the winner, the winner of this game will be decided in the first quarter. If the Patriots are ahead, they have the ability to, you know, they're coached by, by Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Mac Jones can take care of the football. um, And, you know, obviously they can sort of grind their way to a victory, but if they fall behind and they've got to make big explosive plays, it's just, you know, it's, it's probably a little bit challenging. But, you know, one of the things that New England Patriots will do is they'll take away the running game. Uh, the Bills are very patchy when it comes to running the football. Uh, they can easily take out their running backs. But can we stop Josh Allen from running the football? He is, yes, an amazing quarterback, but he's a devastating runner. And, uh, you know, we've just struggled to really do that this season. So for me, I'm probably not going to put it on air that I'm not supporting my team. <laughs> I'll be there. But, yeah, going to be really hard to see them, um, yeah, taking over the Bills. All right, let's move through now to the NFC. Uh, another really big clash as we see the Dallas Cowboys coming up against the San Francisco 49ers. The Cowboys finished as the third seed. 49ers finished as the sixth seed. Look, this is going to be a really interesting uh, clash when you think about the 49ers. They have been uh, in and out with their quarterback situation. Um, you, you talk about flirting with uh, with another quarterback. They've done more than that. They went out and absolutely gave away their future for Trey Lance. But, you know, they just haven't felt comfortable throwing him in like a like a Mac Jones and a few other quarterbacks. They've certainly sort of stuck with Jimmy G. And uh, Jimmy G is Jimmy G. You know, he's been up, he's been down. But at the end of the day, they've just tried to stick with him because of that experience. But um, Shanahan, again, he has got the, the most out of... Uh, out of this football team, a team that really does struggle with injuries, but, you know, they've sort of, uh, I I guess, scraped their way to the playoffs and are going to be certainly very, very dangerous. Alex, when you think about the Cowboys, have a little bit of a soft spot for them because defensively they have just exploded this year. You know, Dan Quinn coming from Atlanta, he has really came in and, and, and lit a fire under this team. Micah Parsons has been outstanding, but... Can you explain to me what's going on with their offense? You know, you think about all the weapons they've got. They've got Amari Cooper. They've got C.D. Land. Dak Prescott was playing well at the start of the season. Uh, Zeke Elliott, Pollard. But they just seem a little bit awkward. Um, They did put 50 points on the Philadelphia Eagles. But, Alex, 
you know, it, it, you know, that was against their backups. So I, I guess it's a little bit of a challenging one here. Interested to hear your thoughts on this one before I give my prediction, uh, Dallas or San Fran. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very interesting game um, for Dallas to see if they can actually keep that consistency. I think, again, that's been a big thing for a lot of NFL teams as far as season has gone is consistency. That is an issue with Dallas right now. Um, it's interesting when that run game doesn't happen in Zeke and Pollard, what, what do they do? Um, you know, they do have the options in Mike Parsons and well, Mike Parsons, the defense, but CD lamb and, you know, all those other players. So I think it's a tough one. I think there may be a little too many egos in the wide receiver room. So I think Dak may be trying to like ease those a little bit, but I think at the end of the day, You've got Schultz, who has been a consistent player for them. So I think he's good in that tight end position. He had two touchdowns against the Eagles in that red zone. So I'd be looking for him if I were the Cowboys, because I think that the 49ers will struggle against that tight end position. Um, but yeah, I, I see the I see Dallas edging it out, um, but I don't think it's going to be pretty. Yeah, look, I'm going to go the Cowboys as well. But, you know, next next year, and we can talk about next year in future episodes, but they've got to get another running back uh, and try and get rid of this contract under Zeke because their inability to run the ball consistently is a, is a big challenge. I'm going to go the Cowboys. The only thing that worries me, Alex, Debo Samuel against Trayvon Diggs. Now, Diggs, he has got all of these interceptions. He's been applauded for the season that he's got, but he is a massive risk taker. And I think Debo, he's going to put on a little bit of a show. So, yeah, going to be very, very interesting, but Cowboys for me. All right, moving through to the last playoff game, and it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, where to start on this one? How did the, well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have just crawled their way, Alex, uh, to the playoffs and, uh, injuries, uh, chaotic meltdowns. Uh, it, it hasn't exactly been the the season they were looking for when they were, I guess, trying to go back-to-back. Um, you know, obviously Tom Brady uh, has had a historic season. He's had to. He's really put this team on his back. But, you know, you think about the the injuries they've got. You know, Chris Godwin's out. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, AB are trying to warn everyone about AB in a segment a couple of episodes back. Um, so, look, they find themselves in a little bit of a challenging position. I guess the question is, is t- can Tom Brady win a playoff game with guys from 7-11? You know, that is the question that we've got to ask ourselves. And I think the answer is yes, um, but it's certainly going to be challenging. So um, I think the defense has really got to try and step up here. They have their own injury concerns, but the defense really does have to, uh, I guess, take the ball away um, and really uh, help Tom Brady here. So I've got the Bucs um, to win. Uh, quickly on the Philadelphia Eagles, they probably shouldn't be here. I think a lot of people predicted that they were going to struggle this year. They've really overachieved, and it's on the back of a couple of players. Jalen Hurts, um, exactly, you know, not not the most elite uh, throw of the football, but really effective when he comes to running the football. Uh, they're the number one uh, rushing uh, football team uh, in the competition, so they'll, they'll be looking to run the ball effectively there. And Devontae Smith, you know, I guess there were questions around whether physically he could handle the NFL. He is a very... Uh, he has a very slight frame, but he's been outstanding this season. So, look, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to give uh, the Bucks a few challenges. And just a quick shout-out to our Aussie superstar, Jordan Mailata. He has had an outstanding season and been a big part of the reason why uh, the Eagles are, that, are, I guess, so devastating when it comes to running the football. Alex, just quickly get your tip on this one. Tom Brady himself uh, up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Who you got in this one? Um, I could see a Bucks comeback win, if I'm honest. A little bit like the Jets game that they had with the comeback and win again. This is two weeks in a row, I think, where the Bucks had to make a comeback win um, and only just kind of squeaked it out. 
uh, little bit concerned with Mike Evans. He kind of limpered off at one point in the game. Yeah, he just he's got some secondary receivers he's got to use. He does have Gronk. So I think it'll be a comeback win for the Bucs. I think they'll just squeeze it out. But I think Philly is just going to be able to run through them a little bit. I think that rush defense just isn't there for Tampa. Yeah, uh, punters beware. And uh, yeah, exactly right. This is going to be an ugly game, but hopefully Tom Brady can uh, sneak through with a victory here. All right, well, look, that's all the time we have. Uh, Alex, thank you for uh, talking all things NFL. Great to be back. Very excited about season two. We have a lot of things planned. Next week, we'll have Stacey and we'll have Beck back as well, so we'll have a full panel. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. If you did, please download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next time, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.